I got a word for you today. This week we were real busy uh, just walking and, and seeing New York, but, uh, you know, during all that time, that's the thing, we're to pray without ceasing, so you can always pray. And in fact, we're told to, that uh, and not faint, so we're, we're to, to pray and, and to pray always, pray without ceasing in everything that we do. And you can go be going about your business, working, doing whatever you're doing, and you can still be praying because prayer is an attitude, not necessarily an activity. And uh, as I was praying, I said, God, what's, the, what's your word for Light Christian Center this week? What's your word for them? And uh, he said, and, and hear the word of the Lord today, that he is sending his provision to his body of believers. He has a planned release and a determined interception. What? Do what? What does that mean, God? He has a planned release and a determined interception. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to receive it, right? If God's planned to release it, then, you know, there's it's not much good. It's like a quarterback. We know if he th- releases and throws the, the, the football, it really doesn't do a whole lot of good if there's nobody out there to receive it. Or if the receiver turns around and goes, <clears throat> you know, I think that's what it looks like in the spiritual realm, that we're standing, here's believers, God's like throwing, <clears throat> you know, and throwing the ball, and we're going, <clears throat> or getting hit, you know. And have you ever seen that? It just aggravates me when it hits the receiver in the hands, and, and it just, <clears throat> and they just drop it. You know, we, we need some practice receiving. How many of you would agree? And so as I was praying about this and meditating on it, the Lord said there's an, an art, there's an art of receiving. Have you ever thought about that? That there's an art of receiving. I never really thought about it that much. And, uh, but I started thinking about it. And, you know, so as I was praying, it's like the Lord just dropped in my heart that uh, today some people are going to hear this message and they're going to apply it and they're going to see great things come into their life. Did you hear that? Some of you are going to hear this. You're really going to hear this. You're going to apply these principles and great things are going to come into your life as a result of it. And then others won't. And so I think that right here at this outset, we need to determine which one are you? What group are you in? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this word that you've given, and thank you for the insight. Thank you for the principles that, uh, that you've showed me and reminded me of. Father, we want to hear them today, and we want to apply them to our life because we want to receive what you have planned for us. Lord, help us not to be rude children. Help us not to be rude believers that you work hard and you... Pr- prepare and you give uh, things for us to receive and we don't receive them. So Father, we want to be receiving this today and applying it so that we can achieve the things that you called us to achieve. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we're called and given assignments by the Lord, right? You, You believe that? The Bible says before the foundation of the world that he created us and he assigned us a certain task, something to do. We've heard that. We believe that, right? Now, God wouldn't be a loving God. He wouldn't be who he is if he didn't give us grace. How many of you have read, through reading the Bible, you'll read, and Paul says a lot, by the grace given me, I 
do such and such, or I was able to do such and such, or by the grace given. And several times throughout the Bible, you see, by the grace given me, and then Paul goes on. In fact, in Romans chapter 12, when he talks about the motivational gifts, he says grace has been given to each one of us. And that's how we're able to receive these motivational gifts, which really make us who we are when we tap into them in the spiritual realm. It's our personality. It's our spiritual paradigm, if you will. And it's how we see things, how we're made up. Uh, God's, by God's grace, he extends the manifestation gifts of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where that for the body to minister to the body. By his grace, he gives the ministry gifts in Ephesians chapter 4. So it's God's grace, his unmerited favor. Nothing that we deserve or do to deserve what he gives to us. It's, but also, grace, when it's given, it is God-given desire and power to do his will. So when he gives it, he actually gives us the desire, the desire to do his will. You know, if not, we wouldn't have much desire to do God's will. We want to do our will, right? I mean, let's think about it. When we're left to our own and to our own way of thinking, we want to do our thing. And we want it to be our way. It's just like the Frank Sinatra song and Elvis Presley singing, I did it my way. You know, I mean, that's, that's what we would do. That would be our song. But God gives grace so that he gives us a very desire and power to do his will. And when I receive that, then... Um, then it, it's that grace that I receive that enables me to do his will. So God gives grace to us and uh, to be able to do whatever we're called to do. Now, he's releasing grace, and it's kind of like whenever God releases certain things, he gives grace with that. He, he extends the grace. It's mixed in for us to be able to receive it. Does that make sense? When we were helping do a little electrical work up here and trying to pull wires through conduit, electricians have a trick. They call it lube, right? And when you put it in conduit, helps that wire to go through a lot easier. We were needing some of that. <laughs> you know, we were going to fill that conduit up, but boy, we sure needed some of that lube to help get that through there a little smooth. Well, grace is like that. It's, the, it's what helps it to, be, uh, to receive those things a lot better. So God has extended grace, and he is releasing He's got a planned release for us. You say, well, what, what is all that? Well, I don't know all of it exactly. I think some of it is individually. Some of it is collectively. I believe it's an anointing. I think it's, um, there's a release of anointing that's coming for what needs to happen collectively in the, in the world today and, the, and in the body of Christ. I think some of it is individually, what each one of us individually need to do. So there's this release. He's planned it. He's, you know, Apple had this big thing, you know, every once in a while they'd have this planned release. You know, and they announced it as a big deal, and it's the iPhone whatever. Where are we up to? 26 now or something? No, I know, just six. I can think seven's coming. But, you know, it was a big deal. Man, we make a big deal out of a phone? Are you kidding me? What about God's big deal when he's got something for us? Something that is up to date, right what we need for the world that we're living in right now. And he would never call us to do anything that he's not, he, he would not enable us to do those things. He doesn't ask you to do anything that uh, he wouldn't give the supply to do. So it's, out, it's beyond our natural ability. Therefore, he gives us the desire and the power, the ability to do it. Power is God is is the, the ability to do the capacity to act. That's what power is. And so when, when grace comes, the uh, God-given desire and power to do his will, that's that ability that's coming to do those things. So keep that in mind. Um, he gives grace. In, in, 
let me read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. This is not really the text, but it goes along with it. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 through 15, Paul says, and he starts this statement out. He says, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds, okay? So he's kind of, this is, this is how God does things. You know, he gives grace, and in that grace are the certain things, the, the certain things that need to happen at that particular time in this building program of the body of Christ and, and God's plan of redemption for mankind and of setting apart a bride for him. So he says, Paul says, I laid a foundation as an expert builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. So listen, we're still building on that, and we need to be careful how we build. He says in verse 11, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ laid the foundation. He's the chief cornerstone. As Daryl said, that's the first and foremost one. It determines whether that whole foundation and that whole building is going to be level, plumb, if it's going to be set right. So it says in verse 12 there, if any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. He's talking about two groups of things. On this foundation that Jesus has built, now we're to, to add what he's called us to do in this thing. Uh, and so we can either use the spiritual things, which is gold, silver, and precious stones, representing divinity and, and uh, uh, tools of redemption and, and the various things, talents and abilities that shine forth into this. Or we can use fleshly things, wood, hay, and stubble. When the fire hits it, that's where it's going to judge and prove whether we applied the right material, the right abilities, the right talents and stuff, whether we did it right or not. And when fire comes to gold, silver, and precious stones, it just purifies them and makes them pure. okay? So at the day of judgment, this is what's going to happen. They're all going to be t tried with fire. And that's what he says in verse 12 again. He says, if any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or stubble, his work, everybody say his work, say my work, will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be re revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. Our work, our deeds are going to be tested. Now, this is not for salvation, but this is determined to determine your position of ruling and reigning with Christ. It's going to determine your position that you're going to share with Christ throughout all the ages. It's going to determine whether or not we rule with him as a bride of Christ or that great, you know, sea out there, you know, uh, in, in, in that heaven uh, as just, uh, you know, those that had palm branches and they say salvation belongs to our God. He says, the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. So it's not talking about our salvation, because salvation is a free gift. But what he's talking about is what we've done with the talents, the abilities, the releases that God has planned as he's releasing things, what we have done with those things and that assignment, those assignments is coming through. That's what we're going to be judged for to determine what rewards that we have. Wow. Here's a little formula for you to insert here. Believing plus receiving equals achieving. Believing plus receiving 
equals achieving. God wants us to achieve the work, the assignment that he's given to us. And when it stands before and it's judged, if, it's, if it uh, holds up, then he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. If it doesn't hold up, then we didn't achieve what we're supposed to achieve as individuals, as believers, right? Um, so the big question is, how do you receive? How do you receive? Somebody throw it out. How do you receive something? Catch it. Well, okay, if you open your hands. I've seen a lot of receivers open their hands and, and get in front of it and it just poof, poof, knock them down or something like that. But you do have to open your hands. You do have to get in front of it. That's determined. That's, that's paying somewhat of attention, but sometimes people don't pay enough attention. They're more concerned about who's going to knock them down than they are about catching the ball, Right? Right? How many's awake? <laughs> How many's ever watched football? Some or baseball, you know? Get underneath it, you know, get a good eye on it, put it, put an eye on it and and uh, you know, and catch that ball, get in front of it, stop it, keep it from going anyplace else, right? And then get a hold of it. Do what you gotta do. You know, baseball is like get in front of a thing, if it's a ground, get in front of it, and at least stop it and then pick it up. If you can't snag it, you know, but do something, don't let it get away from you. And then pick it up and, and get it. Well, people, we're supposed to do this. And so what do we have as believers to receive? How do we go about receiving from God? How do we go about receiving from God? Expecting. All right. Let go of what? Of our own self. Good. That's good. We are made up in God's image. We are triune in the sense of spirit, soul, and body. Our body connects with this physical world, and it's our temple that we dwell in while we're here on earth. It's our home. It's a shelter. It's how we get around and do what we need to do here on earth and, and fulfill certain things while we're here on earth. One day we'll receive a glorified body. That's our vehicle in a sense. We have a soul. Our soul consists of, of mind, will, and emotions. Our soul is what connects then with uh, intellect. It's what makes us, we are a living being. It's really what makes us alive. When you look up the word soul, it is living. It's, um, you know, how we exist. Every person has a soul. You know, some are lost, some are saved, but, but we are a soul. We are a living being. God created everyone a living being. And it's where our intellect is. It's where our conscience is. It's where our subconscious is. It's our psyche, you know, those things of where that we reason. It's things of, uh, that we develop, where we develop our values and our, our moral system of values and various things. It's who we are and how we become, how we respond to situations and circumstances because of what we've learned or how we've been brought up. It's also where God, when he's creating us before the foundation of the world, within our soul, he makes us who we are and he forms us and fashions us. And he also puts into us that motivational gift to be who he wants us to be, right? And he places us within a family uh, so that we can grow up within that family and we can use those things, good and bad or whatever, to form us and fashion us, to respond, to give a response in this world to those and interact with in the world and also then the avenue or the gateway to interact with God. But that's not all that there is. There's a spirit. We are a spirit. And that spirit is dead or separated from God if we haven't received Christ. Amen? But once we, re we receive God's 
love gift to us that we might be born again or repowered, regenerated, then our spirit man is brought alive. And that's really who we are. We are our spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Our spirit is what connects and relates to God. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's what Jesus told the Samaritan woman, right? So how we connect to God is through our spirit. And we connect to the world around us through our soul and our body is connected to this physical world to help us to get where we need to get and do what we need to do. We're connected. Get connected. Okay? Now, if we're going to receive, it has to be within that, those elements of who we are, how we're made up. If we're going to receive from God, what is it? How do we connect to God? Through our spirit, right? The soul is where we have, where we make a decision. The soul is where it gives us the ability to choose a response. When something happens, whether it's from God or from this world or from, you know, if Eric comes up and says, man, you know, pastor, missed you, good job. And my soul says, ooh, well, thank you. And I, my response is, is gratitude or something. Or my response could be, you know, be ungrateful. I could choose to be ungrateful. I could choose to say, don't touch me. You know people like that? They choose to be like that, right? So within our soul is where we have the ability to choose a response, which really is responsibility because we are responsible for the choices that we make. It's where we are a free will person. Everybody follow on this? This is some good theology today. You need to make sure you're listening because this is really the whole gamut of who we are and how we interact with the world and with ourselves and with God. And so if we're going to have a response to God, it's going to be connected through our spirit, but yet our soul has to make that decision. Consciously decide, yes, Lord, I want to receive from you. We have to be willing to do it. He's just not going to knock us down. We'd be like that receiver running along out there and hit him in the back of the head with the ball. I think sometimes they do that just to say, wake up. I think God sometimes hits us, uh, you know, our blessings overtake us, knock us down and keep going. And we go, what was that? Those are your blessings. You should have turned around and got them, <laughs> you know. And so if we're going to receive, we have to start out with our spirit. Well, kind of. I mean, it's, it's like our soul decides that we're going to receive, and so we make that choice to receive, and so then we then through our spirit, we have to do some things to connect to God. How do we connect to God in our spirit? Prayer. Prayer is the main thing. It's the main way. It's communication. It's our Gmail. It's our, you know, I mean, it's our God mail. It's our, our system of, of connecting. It's a godly Wi-Fi. Thank God he never broke down. It's, <laughs> so we connect through prayer and through his word. His word is written to, to tell us who he is and, and about him. And, and then through his word and through knowing about him begins to build faith, which is the substance of things hoped for or expected. It's the evidence of things that we don't see because we don't see that spiritual realm with this natural body or even with our soul. We don't see those things. We can imagine certain things, but with our spirit, through faith, this ability that he gives us through our spirit, faith, we then, it's the things that, that we expect through our spirit and the things that, that are not seen in our natural realm, and that's how we receive from God, right? Through faith. And so we got to get ready. 
So you got to have faith to receive this release, this planned release. So I got serious about this. When God says, I've got a planned release and a determined interception or a place for us to intercept, connect with those, that release. Okay, I don't want to miss it, miss it. God's got it scheduled. I need to get it scheduled. Amen? I need to get serious about this. So then I need to t- believe that that's true. How many of you believe that's true? I do. I believe it. So we have to believe that it's true, and if we believe it, then we have to determine that we're going to choose a response to that. So we decide we're going to have a response to God's release. What will that response be? Okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. I guess if God brings it to me, well, that's fine. That'd be great. I I can use whatever he sends. And we're just struggling down here, God. You know, anything you can do up there, just help us out. Be nice. I don't know if you ever listened or not, but it sure would be nice. Well, boy, that's a real grateful attitude, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes that's the way it is. We kind of hold a little animosity towards God because when he should have helped us before, well, it didn't seem like he did. How do we know? I guess maybe we don't know how he helped. It's kind of like Homeland Security. What do they do? It doesn't seem like they do anything. Well, if they don't do anything, we'd really know it. Then we'd be mad at somebody. But if they, you know, you see all the things that they, they keep from happening, and that's a good thing. You know, we don't know what all God keeps from happening. We don't know all our poor angels are running around with their tongues hanging out. You know why the re- angels rejoice when we get to heaven? I know why they're going to rejoice when I get to heaven. Whew, man, our assignment's over. You've been a tough problem. <laughs> You've been a big assignment, man. <laughs> They're being glad to get, get that thing finished, get us up there. So how do we receive? By our spirit through our soul. You getting it? It's a weird thing there because we can't see it. We can't even can't see our soul. But we know somewhere within us is our spirit. And somewhere in us, wherever it is, is, is that gateway, so to speak, that we move from our consciousness of our mind into an awareness and a spiritual consciousness. Are you following me this morning? In fact, I've had this age-old question like, okay, faith and believing, faith and hope. You know, those are important things. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Well, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God because he who comes to God must believe that he is. So faith and believing are used interchangeably, but yet they're not the same thing. Faith is not the same thing as believing. And you know what the difference is? Faith is resident within our spirit and is activated and produced within our spirit. Believing is activated and produced within our soul. And that's the connection when they connect together, wow, that's where the supernatural happens. Because we have, to choo- we have to choose to believe. When I choose to believe, then that activates the faith then to step out on that and to receive what God has and to, then to, to be able to, be, to receive the supernatural that goes beyond my natural ability to do whatever it is that God's going to do or wants to do in me and through me. Are you following that? Some pretty cool stuff. 
can't use notes for this. It just, <laughs> and it's pretty cool stuff. So if we're going to receive, we have to do it through our spirit and our soul. So you've got to add your agreement to this thing. Oh, wait a minute. There's that word agreement. Why do we have to have agreement? Because that's when we consciously, will, willfully decide that we are going to choose a response to agree with somebody else and with God's word. And when we do that, God says, now then, we're bringing those things together. There's some unity right there. And now then we step, we, we move and elevate beyond the natural realm and into the spiritual realm and open up the window of heaven in that area, in that situation. Wow. People, if we could, man, if we could grasp this stuff. You know, on the day of Pentecost, it said that that place, was, they were, there was 120 of them there, and they were praying. And then another time it talks about that they prayed, that they were together in a room, and, and maybe not just the 120, maybe more than that, but it says that they, they were gathered and they were in one accord. That's not talking about a Honda. They were in one accord. <laughs> I have to say, say that every once in a while I'll keep you awake, but they were in one accord, and they were in, they were in agreement. They were all together. They had chose the same response, that they were going to respond to God at, together, corporately. And it says the place where they were gathered was shaken. <laughs> Whoa. It's like, I bet God goes, what? <laughs> it was shaken because he, he was startled. What? All of you are in agreement? Wow. Come here, look at this. And Jesus said, I'm in the midst of that, man. I, I'm up for that. There's two or three I'm there. I'm down for that. But, man, look at all this, all of them together. And man, I mean the Holy Ghost and the, and the Son of God and, and Almighty God the Father were just startled, I think. And man, the place where they were gathered was shaken because they chose a response. And that was to, first of all, to believe and to receive what God had. The Holy Spirit was poured out on those when they were in a, in a place to receive you know, you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit until you willfully choose to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not whether you understand it or, or what, but when you make a choice that you're going to receive the gift of God in the form of the Holy Spirit, then that opens up that avenue, that portal, if you will, in the spiritual realm where then the Holy Spirit can be poured out. Wow. So we've got to be ready in the area of our spirit and of our soul. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Are you ready? So we're ready for what? Ready for whatever he has. You know, the Royal Ranger motto is be ready, ready for anything. And then they go through and talk about what they're ready for. We need to be ready, ready. With our spirit, we, we connect to God. Remember that. And uh, we connect with the realm of the supernatural, with the spiritual realm. With our soul, we connect with the, the realm of consciousness and free will and this realm that we're living in, in a sense. And that's where we say that whatever we bind or prohibit here on earth, consciously prohibit, we bind on earth, is then bound in heaven. Whatever we loose or permit here on earth is loosed in heaven. People, we've got to get to that place of where there is a portal, if you will, from heaven to earth through us and through our believing, through our connected ability, that whatever those things that we say here, it happens. It happens. 
because of believing and, and being a, a vessel of receiving what God has at that time, at that instant, and letting it flow. Not debating it, not deliberating it, just, you know, not like, well, really? God says, I don't have time for this. Just believe. Only believe. And we're like the guys that I, I do believe, but help my unbelief. And that's why Jesus was so frustrated. I love that passage of Scripture. Jesus is, ugh. He's frustrated in that. Read it. And he says, "If because the guy said, well, if you can do anything, you help heal my son. He's tossing. And Jesus, I mean, yeah, the kids, the demons throwing him around and stuff. And, and Jesus doesn't just run over there like 911, you know, <laughs> call 911 <laughs> or whatever. I mean, he doesn't just give this quick response. He steps back. He goes, if I can, if I can. That's exactly how it's expressed in the, in the Greek, if, if I can. Because he said, if you can do anything. See how he was limiting? Just, just any one little thing. It, it just all you have to, I'm not asking for everything, just, just this one little thing. He was already limiting himself and limiting God. And he said, if, if you can, if you can do anything. If I can? He says, only believe. He says, believe. All things are possible to those who believe. I do believe, but help my unbelief. Where is he struggling? In his soul, in his mind, he's battling. Yes, I think God can. I don't know if he will. <laughs> Ooh, boy, I've been there. I've been, I've been in that discussion many times. I think he can. I don't know if he will. I know none of y'all are like that. I think he can. I even know he can, he has, just don't know if he will. Uh-oh. Don't be double-minded. James is a double-minded man or woman, is unstable in all their ways. You see all that's fitting in here? So people, God's got a planned release. And he's got a determined point of interception of where we intersect with that release. He's an on-time God. We need to be on-time receivers. What if you miss it that much? We were in New York, and they have subways and trains and everything all around. We did that trains, planes, and automobiles and, and whatever else they had, buses. And, and anyway, but boy, I mean, you get right there, and that door shuts. <laughs> train's going because it's on a schedule. Ah, I missed it. Well, we've got to wait for the next train. How long is that? Well, you know, here we go. You know, it's like God's got, he's sending blessings. Here they come, boom. And he opens opens the door, ready for you to get it. You need to be there and get it and step in and get the blessings. When that portal opens, get them. Huh. I wonder if that's the right train. I wonder if that's, got, if that's my stuff. I wonder, it's already gone. It's what we get for thinking. Because thinking is in the mind, and that's in the soul, and we need to be in the spirit where we just know. In the spirit, there's no doubt. You just know. How, pastor? I don't know. <laughs> you just know. I don't know how to tell you that you know, but you just know. You know in your knower that that's right. You ever had a dream, and all of a sudden in this dream, somebody comes up, and they don't look like whatever, but you just know who they are? How do you know that? I don't know. It was in my dream. But how did you know that's who they were? I don't know. That's, I don't know. I just knew. 
It's kind of the way it is in the spirit realm. You just know. So you got to determine in your soul that you're not going to hesitate, that you're going to step in to receive God's blessings. you got to be ready in your spirit. How, Pastor? How? We're running out of time. It's going to be 12 o'clock, and I won't know how. I'm telling you, get your spirit ready. We already said you got to pray and read the Word, right? So if you left right now, your responsibility, your choice through your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions could be, I choose to pray. God, I'm praying. I need to know. I want to be prepared. Prepare me, oh Lord. Prepare me, Holy Spirit, that I'll know that I'm going to walk in faith, believing. I believe you have a release for me, and I am preparing myself, so I'm praying, and I'm going to read your word, and I'm going to get some insight because everybody's planned release could be different. He might do a corporate thing. Wouldn't that be cool? He's done it many times. And then individual releases of what those specific things. You know, in our soul, it's where we have this awareness of our surroundings. It's, it's what, um, it's, it's the realm of consciousness, and which is really, consciousness is awareness of, of, uh, surroundings and it's our perception of things it's awareness and perception and you know Jeff your perception of something can be different than my perception of something Jeff's a trained uh, peace officer he's a commander of the police academy and we walk up to a situation and Jeff might perceive because of his expert training that something's not right on this situation I'm like just going all right just I'm not aware of anything and I don't perceive anything we wrong just whoa wait a minute here something's not right you see what I'm talking about? So through your consciousness, it gives you a perception or your training, your, uh, your experience. And the problem is that through our experiences of life, we have some perceptions to certain things that cause us to shut down or to be hesitant. And so you, you see, Satan knows those things. You know, he sent many assignments also. Satan sends assignments and familiar spirits to check you out and to see how are you perceiving. So, okay, if he perceives certain things that particular way, i got to work out a trick here, be crafty enough, and, and a certain scheme here. i got to work it out so that he perceives it one way, but yet really it's another way. And Tim's going to perceive it different, than, and Bobby's going to perceive it different than what Jeff and, and so you see what, what's happening here? And so we got to be careful that we don't get our perception, our paradigm, our stinking thinking in the way of missing God's planned release. Have you ever noticed, have you ever been in a service where the Holy Spirit's doing something and it's like maybe a couple people are getting something and we're going, what's up with that? What's up with that? What's happening? Is it just, is it just being poured out in that one little spot? Let's see, is there a hole in the ceiling or something over there? What's going on? Perception and awareness. Perception and awareness. And perception and awareness opens up our soul to connect with the spirits. Like the, when they bring those spaceships together, you know, and they link up so they can walk through, and, and the Americans link up with the Russians, you know, and they and somehow or another they navigate together and click, and then they pressurize everything and they, they open it up. It's like our soul and our spirit needs to uh, click, get it all, and then open it up so that then there's this portal that can flow through and the spirit can flow through. And we, our will is set that we determine, not my will, your will be done. Our will is surrendered that comes through our soul. And our, we believe because we've determined to believe God. I, I can't tell you why, because Faith 
is the thing that activates believing and believing activates faith and they work together and it's like the oxygen. It's just the right blend that we can survive and you mix it together and, and it works. And so we got to get prepared for this thing by prayer through his word and through our soul that we say, you know what, I I will. I choose to believe. I choose to receive. I choose to believe that God is releasing to me what? Well, what do you need? What do you need? You need finances. You need healing. You need relationships restored. You need a door to open so that you can witness to somebody. You need somebody killed? You know, <laughs> I just thought I'd just, I just see what. Well, because sometimes we say, well, I could do so and so if it wasn't for that person. I'm not talking about knocking them off. I'm just talking about, you know, getting them saved, you know, get them on the same track. <laughs> Praise God. He said, boy, Pastor, don't let him go to New York anymore. Come back weird. Our paradigms, you know, it's, it's like if I had on a pair of yellow glasses, I'm picking on Jeff a lot today. Jeff had on pink glasses. Bobby had on smoked glasses. Tim had on blue glasses, you know. And we look at something and say, man, that thing, obviously, that thing sure is yellow. Yellow? What are you talking about? It's red. And Bobby said, no, that's just kind of shadow-like. And, and Tim said, man, it's blue. And everybody thinks, what are these guys smoking? <laughs> What is wrong with them, you know? Why? Because that's how I see it. Why? Because of my glasses that I have and my paradigm. And so we all see things a certain way because of how we've been formed and conditioned and everything. Well, that's why we have to come and surrender that to God so that we get rid of us and those paradigms in a sense that we take on God's, how, how does God see that thing? So that we don't restrict it because those restrictions, those paradigms and those hesitations they, that cause us to hesitate and if you hesitate that's doubt that's unbelieving and if we doubt and and if we're, there's unbelieving there what is that doing it's hindering the release are you following me today it's hindering that release that God's wanting to release got to get rid of doubt got to get rid of unbelief got to get rid and again where do they come from they come from within us within our soul our mind our will, our emotions. In there, we have reasonings and, and logic, in a sense. And you say, well, you just cast out all logic? No, not really, but God gives us a supernatural wisdom. He gives us a supernatural knowledge that goes beyond these things. And that's why where faith comes into to play, where that faith then in him, if we ask him for bread, will he give us a stone? That's why I have to trust God enough that what I believe, that's what he's going to do. Not he's going to do something else. Right? <clears throat> so we trust God and we, we believe and release it. Our problem is, you know, that's why Jesus said, you know, the, little, the kingdom of God's like these little children. They don't think about all this junk. They just believe. We, and, and unless you become like a little child, you, you'll miss out on it because you're sitting there going, okay, let's see, how does that work out? Is there a formula for that? You know, you got any CDs or anything I can listen to a little bit for, before I jump into this thing? Or... What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying get ready. Get ready. Get yourself in a position of believing God for this release that's coming. And really, receiving is an art form, in a sense, I guess. You know, um, why do we have receiving issues is what I was talking about. Because, again, it's like our paradigm or our pride. Sometimes we're too prideful to receive. 
You know, it's even like with people, people give us a compliment. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's no big deal. Well, Bobby gives me a compliment. Oh, well, man, it's no big deal. Bobby's thinking, well, I thought it was kind of impressive. I must be no big deal either. If I was impressed and you don't think it's any big deal, then I guess I'm no big deal because you just said, that's no big deal. It could be taken that way, right? If I say, well, man, thank you. I worked hard on it. I am something. No, <laughs> you got to get out of pride. But when you lay down pride and there's humility, and if God does something to you, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to receive. It's hard for us to receive a compliment. It's hard for us to receive maybe a gift. Oh, no, 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 you don't need to get me anything. We can't, get, we can't receive. You know, Paul said it's more blessed to give than receive. And he was talking to the people that weren't giving anything. So he was trying to encourage them to give. But what it is, though, you can't, you know, all things in, in life are a circle. You take up a stick, and on one end it says, giving on the other end it's going to say receiving because it has to go through that right you can't give if somebody doesn't receive and that's the problem God's a giver but he's also a receiver God knows how have you ever heard God when we say oh God thank you God you're almighty God you are so awesome God's oh no it's no big deal man don't be praising me go praise somebody else I've never heard God tell me that have you God doesn't say no 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 now John John when in the book of Revelation when he fell down to worship one of the angels. The angels said, don't worship me, man. I'm just like you. I'm a, I'm a redeemed saint. You know, what you need to be doing is, is giving glory to God. But God's a receiver just as he is a giver. We need to be a receiver. We need to learn how to receive. And so I'm just saying, if we have a problem in the natural realm receiving, if somebody gives you a gift and it's hard to receive that gift, you know, then it's going to be hard. We're going to have a problem then receiving from God. Oh, no, I won't have no problem. You don't think you do, but you do. There's some hindrance there. There's a block somewhere. You know, some people don't know how to receive prayer. Now, I'm praying for you. Oh, well, don't pray for me. Go pray for somebody else that needed it more than I do. Okay. When you do need it, I guess, let me know. But then sometimes then we don't know. Then that person doesn't know when to ask because then they're afraid. Well, man, now if I ask for prayer, then they're going to think I did something that I had to deserve this to get... See how the devil just brings all those stupid reasonings in. No, just say, man, I need all the prayer I can get. Thank you for praying for me. I need it, you know. And don't despise the small things. Pray for the small things. Pray for the big things. You know, pray. Prayer. That keeps that avenue open, right? When we lived in, in areas where it would freeze, like in Topeka, Kansas, you know, sometimes when there was a bad freeze coming on, we'd open the water faucets just a little bit, let a little trickle of water go through there because it would keep the lines open and keep it from freezing. Y'all don't know nothing about that down here. I know you do a little bit. Every 10 years or so, we learn about those things. But why? Because it keeps it open. It keeps it flowing through there. Well, we need to keep that flowing through there. That's why we need to pray without ceasing. That's why daily we need to be thanking God. And certain of these things, we need to get to be disciplined, our disciples. We need to be disciplined in those certain things because we're keeping that channel open where that when God receives, we're right there. We're right there in that, you know, where we hear it. We have ears to hear. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. How do you have hearing ears? You're in a position to hear. You have that open. You've got that realm open, and you have decided that you're going to be in a position to hear. You've got to choose to do that. Instead of like, well, if God wants to speak to me, he'll, I guess he'll, I'll know it. Hmm. So, it really is an art form. It's a, it's a practice. It's a get in a practice of receiving. Get in a practice of receiving. The next time somebody tells you thank you or they, they, give, you, they give you a compliment, receive it. 
and tell them thank you for noticing. If they notice the small things, I mean, I'm overwhelmed when somebody notices the little thing. I'm, I'm as impressed with a compliment on a small thing as I am on a big thing, right? Well, you should have noticed that. <laughs> no. Come on. So we got to prepare ourselves. We have to choose to receive. you got to choose to receive now before you ever make that place of interception. When we were deciding to catch a train, we didn't just say, walking around and say, oh, well, there's a train. I think I'll catch it. <laughs> well, where's it going? I don't know, but I think I'll catch it. No, we planned. We said, you know what? We need to, and so we back up. It's, if it's going to leave at this time, we need to be there at such and such time. And so you plan that out. You, I'm telling you today, you need to start planning your reception. Not a party receiving what God's releasing to you. Plan to receive that. Receiving becomes more natural when it's just a part of us. And so I'm telling, that's why I'm telling you that even in gifts or compliments or whatever in the natural realm, get used to being a receiver of certain things because God's grace is coming and we need to receive his grace. And so we need to be that type of person that recognizes the, the ability to, to, to receive. Jesus said in Luke's gospel, chapter 11, verse 9, he says... And here's really kind of how this comes about. He says, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. There it is. There's your key. There's the whole thing right there. How do we receive? Ask. Ask. So I got to choose to ask. I got to be responsible for asking. You need to decide that you're going to ask God. James says you have not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask with the wrong motives in mind so that you can take care of your own selfish thing. I added that last part. But he says you ask with the wrong motive. But ask. When was the last time you asked God, you know, for what it was that you needed? Or to receive or for the church or for this ministry so that we would receive what God's planned. Ask and it shall be given you. That kind of takes place. This is our spirit getting lined up. Ask. So in our spirit, we're praying. I associate asking with praying. Seek. That's a continued seeking and praying. And, and when I feel distracted, I'm going to continue to seek God I want to seek God and, and when I'm asking. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to enlighten me. So I need to pray in the Spirit, Romans 8, 26. When I don't know what to pray, I pray in the Spirit, Paul said. He said the Spirit helps us in our infirmity or in our weakness that we don't know what we really ought to pray for. Well, you say, well, I don't know what I need to pray for. Tell me, Pastor, and I'm going to tell you. Let God tell you because you, he'll tell you specifically what you need, Right? So we seek, and you seek through the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you. Pray in the Spirit. And Paul said, I pray in the Spirit, and I pray with the understanding. So pray in the Spirit and ask God to give you the understanding of what it is you're praying. Seek, and then knock. Knock on that door. Don't let that shut. Knock on that when you've prayed and you're seeking. And when you get to the door of that thing, then knock. 
Okay, Lord, here I am. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to receive. Jesus told the story. He says, you know, the guy was asleep. Here, I'm going to paraphrase this. The guy's sleeping at night, 2.30 in the morning, and, you know, he don't want to get out of bed for nobody. But why does he go to the door and open it for that little lady that's out there banging on the door? Because the little lady's out there banging on the door. And, he, and she won't let him go to sleep because, she, because of her persistence, he answers her. Because you need to be persistent then. And when God shows you, when you've asked him and you've been seeking and when you get that understanding and he says and he releases it to you and by faith in your spirit you receive it and it's like all of a sudden maybe it's healing. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's your stinking attitude. Maybe it's whatever it is. And so you get there and God says, this is what I'm going to give to you. Then you get to that door. Okay, here I am. I'm here, God. I'm ready. He says, not, not now. Okay, that's fine. But I'm still here just want you I'm here I'm ready I'm ready Monday I'm ready Tuesday I'm ready Wednesday I'm ready knock knock and it's gonna be open unto you and then he opens and you're there first in line we'll go camp out at Star Wars movies we'll go camp out at the open open at the store when they're gonna have a release of something people line up down the street when they're gonna give a new iPhone do we get and line up and before God's door and wait for that to open for the floodgates of heaven to open up for God to pour out what he's getting ready to release to us are we I'm telling you camp out at that door whenever he releases it to you and you get that then don't quit the devil says well see that was just you were thinking no uh-uh I'm, I'm still knocking because I'm, I'm here, so whenever that happens, when that release comes, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be first in line. So there's that, and it keeps that cycle goes around. Just be ready. Prepare your soul and your spirit to receive. I want to pray with you this morning, and the Lord willing, might share some, i got a whole message here to preach on this, about certain steps to take. And so maybe a little more logical steps, but no sense to get into the steps if we can't get past this, what we talked about this morning, making a conscious decision to choose my response that I'm gonna ask God through prayer. I'm gonna seek him through asking the Holy Spirit to help me and, and seeking and praying in the Spirit to discover what that is specifically is that God wants to release to me specifically and to the church and to those around or whatever. He might give you insight to, you know, what he might tell Eric what he's going to send to me, give to me. Why? Because he's saying, Eric, Paul's asleep. <laughs> Paul's sleeping. Go tell him I got something for him. Okay. And Eric says, man, you better wake up. You better get to the door. Because God's about to give that to you. Really? You think he does that? That's, that's part of that grace. He mixes that grace in with all those things. So he might share with you something he's going to release to somebody else to encourage them. Or maybe he already confirmed it to them, and they're, but they're having that struggle of whether, is that really what it is or not? Is it really what it is or not? Is it, and somebody, can Jeff comes up and says, hey, you know what? I was praying, and God kind of gave me, felt like he's going to give you such and such. It is. That's what he told me. Have you ever had a confirmation like that? That is so exciting. It's so cool when God does that. So seek. And then knock. Get up there and just start knocking. Okay, God, here I am. I thank you for who you are. The knocking involves the praise, I think. You see, it's all, you know, faith and, and expectation is in that asking. And in that seeking is that determination and yielding. It's our yieldedness to the Holy Spirit that he will show us and discernment. And then the knocking is, God, I thank you. It's coming. 
Praise is the language of faith. And I think that's in the knocking before it ever gets there. I'm, th- I'm thanking him for it. Lord, thank you that it's coming. I know it's coming. Praise God. I'm first in line. Here I am. I'm ready. I'm ready. You're the God of all things. You are my provider. You're my healer. Praise you, God. Woo, I'm ready for it, God. It's knocking, and you're knocking, and you're knocking, and it's going to be open. He said, who is this out here that's calling me all those wonderful names? Oh, it's me, God. I'm ready. Oh, you ready? And he says, angels, bring it on. And here it comes. Are you ready? I'm going to pray a prayer over you this morning. And then when you go out of here, you need to ask, seek, and knock. Let me just tell you how that all works, too. The little acrostic of that, ask. See if I can do this backwards. Seek and knock. Is that right? Did I do it backwards? Does it look right to y'all? If you spell it out, it goes back to ask. Ask, seek, and knock. It all starts with prayer. It all starts with asking. It all starts with getting a determined decision, response to say, I'm going to ask God for this right now. Let's pray. What is it that you need? Because what the receive, what God is releasing is going to involve that. What do you need? What do you need? And as you ask, get rid of yourself. Don't let the devil rob from you, though. Because a lot of times the devil will tell you, yeah, well, that's just because you're asking for finances. That's just for you. Well, you better get all self out of there. Don't ask with the wrong motive. Maybe it's healing. Well, maybe God wants me to suffer. Oh, yeah, he went to the cross. He, he, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and by his stripes were healed. Yeah, he really wants you to. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. So get a prayer target. What is it that you need? And get that, in, get that there. Begin to ask. You've got to start with something. Ask. And if we're kind of off base a little bit, that's why we seek. That's why you seek. And as you're seeking, you might discover through the Holy Spirit that here's the real thing. Here's the real release. This is really what God wants to release to me. And as he gives that to you, then you get there and you begin to praise God for it. You begin to declare that it's yours. I mean, you you ought to just get crazy. When you're in a car going to work or whatever, you ought to be shouting the windows blown out. When people see you at a stoplight, they might think you got electrocuted. I don't know, but you make it something that's unforgettable and that got to get you out of your mode that maybe that we've dropped into. Get you out of the pit that you've dropped into. Get ready. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, praising you that you are the author of all things and that Jesus, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Author, design, write out a prescription of faith for each one of us individually right now so we can link together our believing. We've already made a decision. We're choosing to believe you right now. Oh, man, I feel miracles rising. (laughs) I feel miracles rising in this place. Father, we believe today. We, in our own will, our own choice, choose to believe you. 
for the unbelievable. We choose to expect the unexpected. We choose the supernatural. And we're asking, asking. Holy Spirit, counsel us. Lead us into all truth. The truth of this today, what we're hearing. The truth of it to where we can go down that avenue of receiving to get to the point to the door to knock on that door for it to open and that storehouse that warehouse of God's blessing is opened man hallelujah I just had a flash (laughs) I saw little storage lockers you know these places these storage places you can rent storage rooms had a little flash of some small storage lockers all the way up to those great big huge things man I just felt like the God was saying some people are believing for a storage locker other people are believing for a warehouse (laughs) hey faith doesn't limit God and God doesn't limit faith come on people God wants to pour out his spirit upon all flesh whoever will get in a position to receive he's going to meet you there wow wow man I feel something going through like it's like the Holy Spirit said this is how it starts this is how it starts and kind of you know to explain it takes a lot longer and I'm kind of in my spirit what, what starts revivals That's how it started on the day of Pentecost. That's how down through the ages, great revival started. 1906, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 1916, Azusa Street. Revival's down through. That's how it started. Brownsville, that's how it starts. By just getting to that position saying, God, I choose to believe. I choose to believe. Now seek purpose that you're going to seek allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you when you don't know exactly how to pray, seek let the Holy Spirit pray the will of God through you and purpose to understand what the will, what his will is and then knock and let that cycle keep on refine it on down, on down until it's a laser point that just cuts through everything praising asking seek knock in the name of Jesus I bind all hindrances in the name of Jesus Father let a a spiritual talit cover this body of believers it does in the form of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. In the secret place of the Most High, under the shadow of the Almighty, sheltered. Father, that no distractions will hinder the asking, the seeking, 
the knocking. Hallelujah. Man, I just hear a confirmation from the Holy Spirit saying, if you'll do this, you'll be astonished. You'll be astonished. Hallelujah. Now, Father, as a church, we just add our agreement to this, Father. We, we want you to move uh, in and through us, not just so that we can just step back and say and talk about this or that. Father, hopefully the body of Christ has passed all that stuff. Father, th- we're down. This is serious business. The day and hour that we're living in, we can't afford not to be laser-focused on you. Father, let hope arise. Let the bride of Christ rise to take her position with power and authority. Father, I thank you for that release. We add our agreement to it. And Father, our expectation, we believe that it's coming. And Father, we expect it to happen. We're excited and we praise you in advance for it right now. In Jesus' name. I want you just to praise the Lord for, for what that you know that what, what he's got for you is coming. Just give him a praise offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Come on, stand this morning. And take somebody's hand. It's seven minutes after 12. I'd apologize, but Danny took that seven minutes, huh? (laughs) No, hey, it's God's time. Amen. No football games or anything like that. Aren't you? This is the season to get everything because we don't have to, you know, we don't have to worry about what's on, you know, if there's a football game on or something right now. Amen. It's our time. It's our time. Say, it's my time. It's my time. Amen. Father, right now, I thank you for it right now. As we stand in agreement and as we're joined together uh, hand in hand, Father, we're reminded of those that you placed us with, not against. We stand united for that person right now to receive, to be in a position of receiving. Father, that all that you have for them, that they will receive it, Father, and take a next step up, Father, Thank you for a mighty outpouring in their life right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, the person on on our other hand, we pray for them and we ask for them, Father, before your throne that they would, Father, receive all that you have for them. There would be no hindrance. We bind every assignment that Satan would send and refuse to allow it to manifest or hold back or hinder in the name of Jesus. And Father, we add our agreement to what you have purposed for them. Let it come into them. Father, let them receive it and let it be manifest as a great and mighty miracle for you, God. Father, right now, we just thank you right now that you're bringing it to us. Father, not so that you can get it through us and it can touch hearts and lives. And Father, that what you're pouring out for us to receive is going to result in your spirit being lifted up and you being edified and glorified and people coming to the kingdom of God. Father, our 
souls are hungry for people to come to you and to see their lives changed and healed and set free marriages restored and and uh, people health uh, uh, people healed and father just the just all the chaos that's going on in this world you are the answer we turn to you right now and father we expect a release we expect father for a turnaround in jesus name and everybody said amen amen well hug somebody's neck today I came to church. Amen.